0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 29 of the Tom Talks Podcast. Let me see if I got the number right. Yeah, 29. Let's fucking go, dudes. Let's recap. Let's just get right into it, dude. One of the greatest divisional weekends of football I've ever seen in my entire lifetime. Bengals and Titans. And by the way, you're about to find out. You're about to find this out, but... I went, 0- I went 0-4 this weekend. Every team I picked fucking lost. And it is depressing as fuck. But not depressing the fact that the games weren't great. Just depressing the fact that I was wrong. <laughs> so let's recap real quick. So Bengals and Titans. Dude, I thought the Titans were going to win this game pretty easily. Bengals O-line was shit. And I thought... And I was right about the Titans' defensive line dominating for the majority of the game. But Joe Burrow. Dude. Joe Burrow is a guy. He is a dude. He's just He's got that it. He's got that swag. He's got that confidence. He's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. How many times you sack me? I'm going to still win this game. He got sacked nine fucking times. One other quarterback in the history of the NFL, has gotten sacked nine times and still won a playoff game. That quarterback was Donovan McNabb against the Green Bay Packers in the 2003 Divisional Round. That was a crazy game. This was a crazy fucking game. And for the Titans, it's very disappointing because I thought the Titans were, I wouldn't say a lock for the Super Bowl, but they were definitely a favorites. It was really either them or the Chiefs that who I thought were going to go to the Super Bowl. I wanted the Bills to go, but we'll talk about the Bills in a little little bit. We'll talk about that game later. Derrick Henry came back. He had a solid game. So did that backup running back. He had a pretty good game, too. But the reason they lost this game, there are two reasons why they lost this game. First reason is the obvious reason. Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions, including the first one, even the first interception on the first play of the ty- of the fucking football game, not including the kickoff, first play of their first drive, fucking throws an interception right to the guy. He stared the guy down, the receiver down, and and the re- and the defensive back just jumped right in front of him and fucking picked it off. And then he throws two more interceptions later in the game, and this, the third one being the most costly leads them to Zach McPherson. Who is becoming one of the slowly becoming one of the most reliable field goal kickers in the NFL through this playoffs. He's become one of the most reliable kickers. Hits the game winning field goal. And I just watched the interview on Pat McAfee saying basically, yeah, hey boys, we're going to the AFC title game. That's some fucking confidence right there if I've ever seen. That's a that's a cocky motherfucker. So, yeah, Ryan Tannehill played terribly. All he had to do was manage the game and not turn the fucking football over. But there's also another person you have to blame. You have to blame Coach Mike Vrabel for this loss as well. And let me explain why. After the first touchdown, after the uh, Derrick Henry QB... Derrick Henry direct snap into the touchdown, Wildcat. They elected to go for two. They... They were going to go for one, but they had a penalty and they moved it up to the one so they could go for two. You got to take all the points you can get. I understand being aggressive, but there's no reason to be aggressive in the first fucking quarter like that. You take all the points you can fucking get. That was the first mistake. And the second big mistake that he made was, I believe, I'm trying to think. I think it was the either late third or early fourth quarter. There was a fourth down. And the Titans went for it and the Bengals stopped them. I believe that led to a field goal. I don't remember. Uh we we'll have to take l I'll have to take a look back. But um uh, there's a fourth down that they went for and they missed it. Where they were in field goal their, their field kicker could have made a three made a field goal. Or at least attempted it. And that cost them four points. They would have won that game twenty they probably won that game twenty to sixteen. And they would probably have been hosting AFC title game for the first time in franchise history. But Titans were o oh, Titans are o and three when they're the number one seed, which is crazy. They and they lost to all AFC North teams. This one being the Bengals and the first two being the Baltimore Ravens, which and I believe they used to be rivals in two thousand. I believe in two thousand they we were in the same division, but I don't quite remember off the top of my head. But um yeah, that, that's just, that game blew my mind just for the fact that Joe Burrow and his boys just came back. Now they're playing the title game. This game, the Niners and Packers was pretty crappy game, but this game also shows why special teams is also in a very important part of the game. If the Packers don't get that field goal blocked, and if they don't have their punt blocked for a touchdown, they win the game they most lucky win the game 13 to 3. But because that happened, they lost. And I'm not saying it's. I blame mostly the special teams, but also Aaron Rodgers didn't do enough really didn't do enough after that first drive. After the first drive, they basically went out and punted almost every single time, I believe. But it shows that the four, this 49ers team is very gritty, very I didn't think they were gonna win in this cold weather. I didn't think their offensive talent was gonna be enough. I thought And I thought Jimmy G wouldn't come up clutch as he did in the fourth quarter. Which he, he did he wasn't great, but he was stat wise he wasn't that great, but he came through what he needed to come through. He led them through that last second field goal to win them the game. And that's what you got to respect about Jimmy Garoppolo. He may not be the most talented or the best quarterback in the league, but under Kyle Shanahan, they're like, the Niners are like, third, I think, I forget who said it. It was Colin Coward I was listening to. They're were, 35-13 they were and 13 with Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback, which is fucking insane. His, his, and Garoppolo's only issue is fucking really health. So if he stays healthy more, they probably would have won a Super Bowl already. But... Yeah, they didn't win Super Bowl 54, but we'll see. And now let's talk about this game. Yo, know, the Rams dominating early. I did not think, I thought this was going to be something like this score, but not, not in the fashion that it happened. I thought that it's was going to be back and forth for the entire game, but the LA Rams dominated that first fucking half. And the real momentum cha- momentum changer was that fumble was that first fumble by Cam Akers, right near the end zone. They were gonna, I believe it was, was it twenty four or was it already? I think it was already twenty seven to three, before the half. Cam Akers was running the football, and he fumbled it. Like it was one of the craziest things. Like he was like the player tackled him, and before, right before his head hit the ground, the ball popped out, which I thought. I didn't. I didn't. Th- I thought. I'm not sure about the head rule. I don't know. I know it's elbows. I know it's knee, and I know it's knee. If they touch the ground before the ball loses, ball comes out. It's not a fumble. Or if they still have possession. I didn't think of the head. What I didn't know if the head was, but apparently it is. So. And then it's like the and then the second half. Combination of both the Rams seem to be purposely trying to lose the game. And the fucking Bucks are making the one of the great, possibly could have made one of the greatest playoff comebacks of all time. Almost happened. I think it was this. It was either the first or second drive of that half. Cooper Cup fumbles that football right away. I believe they scored a touchdown. I don't remember. And then I know, the other two I do know that like eight that uh, Stafford got the ball. Um, Hiked up over his head, and the Bucks recovered. They scored a touchdown. Cam Akers fumbles, score another touchdown. They tie the game. But unfortunately, dude, that dude, Todd, that Todd Bull's defense did not step up. Stafford threw the Cooper Cup two plays in a row. Well, actually, not two plays in a row. First, he tried a QB draw, like they did, like the Cowboys tried to do with Dak Prescott, but except this time, they actually had a timeout. So after that, he threw. The first throw was to Cooper Cup towards the sideline. He got out of bounds. The second time, supposedly according to the Bucks, it was a miscommunication with the defensive front and the defensive backs. So they were doing a zero blitz, and Stafford saw Cooper Cup wide open in the middle of the field. Just throws right in the fucking middle. Antoine Winfield Jr. didn't know that it was supposed to be cover zero blitz, and he lets him. He lets Cooper run by and catches the ball. Safford quickly gets him the line screen, spikes the ball with like three, four seconds left, and then this is right there, Gay hits the game when he feels the time expired. So Brady almost pulled off another crazy comeback. And not, and I picked the Bucks just simply on the fact that you can never count out Tom Brady. And I was wrong. So he officially lost his third game in the divisional round in his entire career. He was fourteen three, which is fucking crazy. But now, let's talk about possibly the greatest non-Super Bowl or non-conference championship game of all time. The greatest divisional game ever ever, that happened before our eyes. This is easily an instant classic. Chiefs and Bills. I picked the Bills to win just because I thought it was Josh Allen's time. I wanted Josh Allen to win. I want him to slay that dragon and get his ass to the Super Bowl. But it's not happening this year. Bills and Chiefs really went back and forth. I believe, yeah, Chiefs scored first. Bills were ballsy enough to go on fourth down twice on their opening drive. Scored a touchdown. And then I believe there's, yeah, the, I just watched some of the highlights. There's Chiefs' second touchdown to, uh, what's his name? Fucking Pringle. Yeah, it was Pringle, not 17, not Harvey. 13 is Pringle. I think it was like third and, yeah, it was third and goal. Mahomes backs up. He chucks the ball in the middle of the field. And I didn't think he was throwing. I thought it looked like he was throwing it away. But fucking Pringle comes up big and catches that ball for their second touchdown. But look at the stat line. Gabe Davis, dude. He had himself a career fucking game. An all-time performance. Four touchdowns, over 200 receiving yards in a playoff game. And the first player in the Super Bowl era to ever fucking do that. No, Not even Jerry Rice did that. Which is fucking crazy to say. And this... (coughs) Excuse me. Josh Allen literally played the perfect fucking game. The reason they lost that game was because the Bills defense was not prepared. They literally gave up. They were at the 25. I'm trying to think. So... Another twenty five. I, I would say about yeah, forty yards. They gave up forty yards in fourteen seconds. And yes, the Chiefs did have two timeouts, but I know you're trying to play prevent defense. You know, I know you're trying to not let Tyreek kill beat you over the top like he did the one play the one's touchdown that they had. But you can't let them throw underneath either. Like, it's literally four it should have been three guys rushing, eight and not not total prevent, but like Midfield prevent, like, have a couple of the corners up to, like, 10 yards. Have three pass rushers. Have three people in the back. You have, like, five, like, in the middle. But they didn't do that. They fucking had, like, they had four pass rushers and seven defenders in the back. Like, 20 yards off the ball. preventing Trying to prevent the deep ball. First throw, first Mahomes throw was to fucking Tyreek Hill. He went up the field, went down right away. They called a timeout. And then Kelsey was like, yo, if they do that again, I'm just going to go right across the middle. And that's exactly what he did. Kelsey faked the guy out, went across the middle, caught the ball, went down right away, called a timeout. They put him in range for a fucking field goal kick. And he tied the game. And uh, the unfortunately, the only mistake Josh Allen made that night was calling the wrong fucking he called tails, which I thought tails never fails, but fucking it failed for him that night. Heads. Chiefs got the ball. Patrick Mahomes drove down, and they scored the game-winning touchdown, dude. So, I agree with the fact that the game shouldn't come down to whether you win or lose the coin toss. But at the same time, your defense has to fucking prevent that shit from happening in the first place. So it's really uh both. So you both. Both things can be true. Your defense played trash at the last 14 seconds of the game, and yet I also believe that the overtime rules should be adjusted somewhat. I what I think they should do: no kickoff. Just each team start their own 25. Whoever team gets the ball first, fucking if they score down, if they drive down, score touchdown. The second team has to either score has to score touchdown to keep it going, or it's over. But if the first team scores a field goal and the second team scores a touchdown, then the second team wins. So Yeah, I think I just I I don't know. Both things can be true. Overtime rules can be adjust should be adjusted to that. And also the Bills defense play like absolute fucking garbage, allowing that shit to happen in the first place. So after that fucking crazy ass rant, let's go to the fucking title games. Let's see. Uh here we go. Conference championships. It's going to come up. There we go. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Come on. So, yeah. I'll just show them right here. First game is the Bengals and the Chiefs, which no one... I don't even think anyone in the city of Cincinnati thought the Bengals were going to make it all the way to the AFC Championship game. Their, I believe it's their, yeah, it their first one on the road because the only two Super Bowls they've ever made, they both played the AFC, the only other two times they made the AFC Championship game but they played it at home. The first one against the Chargers in that Freezer Bowl, one of the coldest games ever. I think it was like the second coldest right behind um, Super Bowl One, where the Packers won the first Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Was that Super Bowl one or was that, or was that, I don't remember. Right off the top of my head, I don't remember. I think that was either the last, quote-unquote, NFL championship or Super Bowl one. I can't remember right now because I'm drunk. I'm always drunk when I'm doing this. Anyway, so yeah, this is the first time the Bengals will ever be on the road during the AFC Championship game. I, like I said, Joe Burrow is a guy. He's an absolute stud. He is a dude. Jamar Chase is an absolute stud. A dude. Same with Joe Mixon. Same with their tight end. Same with their T. Higgins. Same with um, Tyler Boyd. They're all guys. They're all dudes. But they're playing the Chiefs. And the Chiefs can become the fourth team in NFL history to make the Super Bowl three years in a row. The other three teams were... First was the Dolphins. Then it was the Bills in the 90s. They lost all four of those. And then the Patriots, not that long ago. It was, yeah. From 2016 to 2018. Won two of the, they won two of those. And lost two. my Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 52. But anyway. It's hard to say. I feel like one of two things is like going to happen. It's either going to be very close. I believe the... Chiefs are only favored by 7.5. They don't show the odds on this one, but I, whenever I usually do this, they usually show the FanDuel odds, sports betting odds. I believe the Chiefs are favored by 7.5, and, and I believe the Bengals are plus 7.5. I feel like one of two things that are going to happen. Either A, Cincinnati is going to make it a really close game like they did the first time, the first time they played the Chiefs. It was like 34-31, and the Bengals won. But I don't think the Bengals are gonna win. I think the Chiefs are gonna win. So either it's gonna be very close to the Chiefs are gonna win by three. Or the Chiefs are gonna blow them out. The Chiefs' defensive line is not as great as the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans sacked them nine times. Now I know the Titans lost, but I know the Titans lost, and I know that Titans offense has been inconsistent all year, like they like they were on last weekend. But the Chiefs offense, playoff pad has arrived. People had doubts about the Chiefs offense. From the beginning of the season, because they started three four, then they had the win streak. But dude, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a different fucking animal. So one or two things I think gonna happen: either it's gonna be a fucking shootout back and forth; it's gonna be some crazy score like 45-42 Chiefs, or the Chiefs' defensive line is gonna get enough pressure on Joe Burrow; they're gonna get enough sacks. I would say over under five. I would say they get at if there's if they're gonna if you were to tell me give me over under three, I would say over three. If the Chiefs got five sacks, because I think Chris Jones can have a day, Frank Clark can have a day, and Melvin Ingram, who's improved that pass rush tremendously. If they can get to sack Joe Burrow five times, and, and, and all those sacks were like drive it, like driver endings, they didn't score touchdowns or field goals, they had a punt on each of those, the Chiefs blow out the Bengals. And that's why I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think it's gonna be not that close. I think it's gonna say at least two touchdowns. I think the Chiefs are gonna win by ten points or fourteen points. I don't really know right now because it could really go either way. Either it's gonna be like super close at the end, like it was with the, like last week in Bills and Chiefs, or the Chiefs are just gonna blow, kick the fucking doors out of Cincinnati and tell them like, yeah, you're not here yet. You you aren't that team. Yet. Patrick Mahomes could say, This is my fucking conference. Which is what I think is gonna happen. And then the second, the Rams and forty nine. Rams are favored by three and a half. And I don't know. This is a tougher game to pick, I think. Because although San Francisco has beaten the Chiefs last six times, and they are and I believe, in my opinion, they are the hottest team to come in the come into the playoffs, because they beat the Rams to get into the playoffs. Squeak by Dallas. Squeak by Green Bay. They're on a good winning streak right now. And fucking Debo Samuel is a dude. The running game is great. Trent Williams is a great fucking blocker who's questionable, but I think he's going to play. I find it hard to believe that he's going to keep himself out of the game. And the Niners' defensive line is very fantastic at getting to the quarterback. Even though the Rams offensive line is solid, cheap, the 49ers defensive line can cause havoc. They really, with just with those front four, and they barely send pressure. Defensive coordinator Domingo Reynolds does not send a lot of pressure. And if he does, he'll throw them every now and again like Fred Warner will come to the quarterback. The only weakness of the 49ers defense is their defensive backs, but, like I said, they dominated the first time they met each other this year. It was fucking 31-10. And and although the second game was closer, the Niners won overtime because Stafford threw an interception in overtime to end the game. I don't know. There's just something about this Rams team. It's hard to pick against them. I don't know right now, dude. This this is actually a really tough game. It's conference, it's division rivals, it's fucking history. I don't know how many times they've ever met in the playoffs, but obviously they're. Overall, history is pretty significant. Dude, this is so tough. Quarterback-wise, I would absolutely choose Stafford over Garoppolo. Running back, like running game-wise, both need the running game in order to be successful. But I'm going to go with San Francisco's just because it's scheme. I would say playmakers slash wide receivers, they're fucking even. Offensive line. If Andrew Whitworth is playing for the Rams this week, which I which I haven't heard anything yet, I think they'll be even. But if he's not, I would give the edge to San Francisco. Just because, just because Trent Williams is a Hall of Fame tackle. Defense. I would say like pass rush defense slash defensive line is fucking even. I would say the only real advantage the Rams have are quarterback, which is obviously the most important position. And defensive backs. Like, their defensive backfield is very, very good. And I think they can do just enough to stop uh, stop Debo Samuel, stop George Kittle, stop uh, Brandon Ayuk. And I think he will be the X-Factor this game. Because Elijah Mitchell is going to get his runs, he's going to get his carries. Debo Samuels going to get his running carries. He's going to catch the football. But I think if the Niners were to win this game, I think Brandon Ayuk needs to break out and have a fantastic fucking football game. He needs to have a fucking Game Davis type game where I wouldn't say Game Davis, but like somewhere close to that. He needs like hundred plus yards, two touchdowns, just because the Rams decide not to game plan for him. But um, yeah, Rob. I mean, both kickers are even. Robbie Gould's a great kicker. Matt Gay's a great kicker. Fuck, dude. I, this is really like a flip of the coin situation. I don't know who to fucking pick. I am going to say I don't know if I want a rematch of Super Bowl 54. I don't I don't you know I don't want to rematch of Super Bowl 54. I want the Rams to make it. I want Stafford to have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going with the Rams Chiefs. Rams barely. I was to It's the same thing as the weeks eighteen, except Rams. You know, Rams win it in overtime. That's where I'm going with. I don't know why. Like, I. It's really like a gut. My gut just says the Rams. I just think Matt Stafford will make enough plays to win. And I don't know about Jimmy G. I don't know if he'll make. I don't know if he'll make the enough amount of plays to make them to win them over the top. Ah, Jesus, that was really fucking tough to do, dude. So. The Com- like game-wise, I think my Super-, Super Bowl 56, I think, will be the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll be fun. I'm hoping this will be like the uh, 2018 game where they met in L.A. It was like 54-51, something crazy like that. So uh, so now that's out of the way. Let's go over some coaching news. Some coaches have finally been hired. The, the, charges have startin- the changes are starting to uh, happen. First one, I believe, yeah, the first big one was Nathaniel Hackett's now the Denver Broncos head coach. I'll go over that in a second, and we'll go over the, that potential. Let's just go everyone that, uh who's been hired right now. So Broncos are agreeing to terms Nathaniel Hackett, the former Packers offensive coordinator. Bears defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus is now the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And now recently, that was just announced, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, shit. Wasn't there another team that announced for head coach? Where am I going crazy? Well, I saw that Ravens a defensive coordinator. I swear I thought another football team high. Oh, Raiders are requesting interview Josh McDaniels. That's not th- anything crazy. I don't care for Josh McDaniels. I swear, I thought I heard another coach being hired today. Oh, well, but whatever. Let's go over these uh, rumors that when it comes to the uh, Theron Hackett being the coach of the Broncos. Since he's connected with Green Bay and he's connected with Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people are speculating that the Denver Broncos are going to try and trade for Aaron Rodgers, which I think that would be a good fit for Aaron. Because the Broncos are really are a quarterback away from being a great team, even though in that tough division they have Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, they have to face twice a year. The Packers have a solid offense. They've got solid playmakers at wide receiver. They got Sutton. They got um, Jerry Judy, who I really like. They have Noah Fant, who's a solid tight end. Their offensive line is, for the most part, is solid. I think they just need a a thing on tackle would help them out a lot, but. And their defense, when Vic Vangio was the coach, he was a top-ten coordinator. He was automatically a top-ten coordinator, and I believe he was in the top-ten every single year he was the head coach for the Broncos. Their defense is always top-ten, so they already have a solid defense. But another place that Aaron Arch, I think, could go is Indianapolis. I think if the Colts gave up, trading them Carson Wentz, which would be crazy. Carson Wentz one years in Colt. And then next year's a fucking Packer, which I don't know if Cars I don't know if Packers fans would love that. I don't think they will. Just because of the terrible taste left in Colts fans' mouths in week eighteen, losing to the fucking Jags the way they did. But that'd be crazy. Colts the Colts have to send like Carson Wentz, like the and like three first round draft picks for the next three years. So twenty twenty three to twenty twenty five. And I guess maybe another pick in there. Like a second round pick couple of second rounds, maybe a couple of thirds, too. Who knows? I'm just making a scenario up right now. I don't know. But it depends. I don't know if Aaron, like, no one knows what Aaron's going to do. He may retire. He may stay. He may want to head out. Uh, it's And supposedly, like, he's going to have, I don't know if Pat McAfee said it on his show, or if there's rumor around saying it, but he's probably going to have a decision around by the time the combine starts, like that early March weekend, whenever the combine starts in Indianapolis. They'll usually have information on crazy trades like that by then. So we'll see about that. Ben Loethlisberger retires. Let's go. So regarding all, like, obviously I, he's not a, I've heard he's not a really great person off the field, but regard, let's, I don't want to say disregard that because it's kind of important, but on the field, Ben Roethlisberger was one of the last remaining few tough guys in the NFL. He would play hurt. He would play through injury. Led the Steelers to two Super Bowls with uh, a Cower and Tomlin, and after that, it was just kind of. I mean, yeah, they they played well. They. They went to another Super Bowl and lost to the Packers, and they made it to the AFC title game again. Lost to the Tom Brady's Patriots again, but um, I know I'm not. I know it sounds like it's gonna be a negative Nancy, and I do like Arthur as a quarterback, but his career is, honestly was underwhelming. I feel like Ben should have won at least another Super Bowl or two. But honestly, like. Obviously, like he had a great defense around him for both Super Bowls. He had great weapons around him. He had Hines, Ward, San Antonio Holmes, Heath Miller. Well, San Antonio wasn't part of the first Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, he, he always had good weapons around him. He was a like, good running back, so good offensive line until, like, the end of his career. Like, these until these last few years he played, he didn't really have that great of uh, an offensive line, but just crazy. All now, all the 0-4 quarterbacks have officially retired. First was Phil. First was Eli. Eli first retired, then Philip Rivers, and now Ben Roethlisberger. Crazy. And let's go. And Bears hire Matt Eberflus. Um, he's a great defensive coordinator. I don't know how he's going to be as a head coach. Like, I'm. More so for Chicago, I'm disappointed for them because I think I thought they would be better off hiring an offensive coach for Justin Fields because I think there's something there with Justin Fields. I think he can be a great quarterback. I want to say great, but he like a top half of the league quarterback with the right coach. And I don't know if Eberfluss is that guy. I mean, I guess if he hires the right offensive coordinator and if they bolstered up that offensive line, I think. Justin Fields can be a solid quarterback for them, and, and Dan Quinn was a hot name. And off of that, now Dan Quinn was a hot name coming off of a head coaching rounds, sp- talking, interviewing with player, interviewing with teams. But he's just gonna saying Dallas, which sucks for my Eagles because they improved. <coughs> Excuse me, Vikings hired a GM he was, I don't know, I forget what he was before, but um, now they're going to look for their head coach, so I wonder, that'll be an interesting place to see who they hire for their head coach. See what happens there. Let's, and then uh, yeah, that's really it for new. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Sean Payton retired. Well, I don't know if he would, really crazy to say, I don't know what happened. Like, it doesn't sound like he's retiring, but at the same time, it's just he said he wants to come back. It's just this year he doesn't want to coach. So I don't know what's the situation with Sean Payton. My, there's a lot of speculation that he wants to go to Dallas, and that would suck. But if McCarthy does well again, there's, there's really going to be no reason for them to fire Mike McCarthy. Even though... I think Sean Payton. Excuse me, fuck. I do think Sean Payton wouldn't make the Cowboys a better contender than Mike McCarthy. As much as I hate saying it. I feel like Dak Prescott would be a much better quarterback under Sean Payton's system than he would under McCarthy's system right now with Callum Moore. I wonder, and I know Callum Moore's making the rounds of interviewing with a head coaching job, so... I heard nothing yet as official of him being hired, but we'll find out Hope maybe soon, maybe the next week, next couple weeks. Oh, right, and and this just happened. Giants finally hired head coach Brian Dable. So we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to do well with Daniel Jones. I think they're going to get rid of They should. If the Giants were smart, they would get rid of Daniel Jones after this year because he's been a trash quarterback. And I know Dayball great. He was great with Josh Allen, but Daniel Jones isn't. I don't think Daniel Jones nearly as talented as Josh Allen is. I mean, I would say he's more mobile, but other than that, he and he does have somewhat of an on, But I don't think he can make. He's the playmaker that Josh Allen is. So Josh Allen, like under Dable, I and made him like every year he steadily improved to be a top. Now he's arguably a top five quarterback. I do say arguably he is a top five quarterback. You really can't, in my opinion, he's number four. But you, you can make the case for five. But he's not out of the top five as of right now, player of quarterbacks in the league. So I'm interested to see what else the Giants do, especially coming up in the draft. They two first round picks in the top ten. So other than that, uh, there's really nothing else that's going on in the NFL world. Um, this is an awesome episode. I got to ramble my ass off. Now I want to play the new Pokemon game uh Legends Arceus. And one episode, I think will be the next episode, I would like to get my I would like to get a review out on that. And play play as much as I can before next week and get a review of Legends Arceus. So until next time, friends, be safe, get drunk, have fun, peace out.